0: Well, hey there, everybody. How is everybody doing? We are here. We are live. It is Life Downloaded Live. It's Tuesday. It's apparently the 14th of July. And as always, I am joined by the ever glamorous, ever (laughs) epifescent, the lovely Samantha Rank. How are you doing,
1: Sam? Oh, I'm a tiny bit hungover. I'm not even going to lie to you there, Dan. But I am back in London town. So I made the uh, pilgrimage, as I am now calling it, from uh, Shielding in Lancashire back down to London. So I'm back home. It's um, it's a bit of a blur. Came home to um, quite a few things go wrong in my house. So it's a little bit like welcome, welcome to adulthood, welcome back to London. We love you. So yeah, I'm all right though. Um, I am excited about today because we have got tons and tons and tons of things to talk about. There's been quite a lot of developments in the news regarding uh, COVID, and um, yeah. So we want to chat, and we've also got one of my bestest friends ever, um, our special special guest.
0: Indeed, uh, he's quietly yeah. flashed up on screen because he has. You know. He's, he's been appearing like a secret ninja and you can see his Twitter handle floating across the bottom of the screen. And I'm quite excited because I'm a big comic book geek and I know he's written a comic book, which is kind of awesome. So, <laughs> you know, why don't you give one of your bestest friends of all time that isn't me a stunning introduction, Sam?
1: <laughs> Drum roll, please. Um, I don't have any drums. Uh, yes, my gorgeous friend, very talented man indeed. Um And an absolute, you know, godsend when it comes to how to be an amazing ally to the disability community. It is Mr. Dan White.
2: There he is. Hi, Hi
1: everyone. Hi, Dan. How are you, my love?
2: I'm very well, thank you very much. Uh, Still in lockdown, still shielding and wearing the same shirt I've had on for four days. So I've turned into the bigotty, crusty lockdown chap. Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. Thank you.
1: Thank God it's not
0: Smellotelly. There you go. I know. And I, know. I know. I know. Look at me. Oh. It is a very stylish shirt, though. I'll, I'll give you that. It, takes, it yeah. takes a certain breed of man to be able to wear a shirt that stylish.
2: It does take a certain breed of chap to wear a flowery shirt. Indeed, it does. Uh, and I'm hoping to turn into that sort of chap. Like one day, I'm hoping to turn into a responsible adult. So there's two <laughs> things I'm praying for in my future never. life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, I want to be as I want to be as mature as you two. Oh, oh no
1: Adul- adulting rubbish Adulting's rubbish thank you so much for joining us i know we've been meaning to get you on uh life downloaded um for quite some time um i've been pretty crap uh, at, at sorting that out so i'm very very grateful and i think it's quite important that we're chatting now because because of covid and because of shielding and for people who don't know about your circumstance so you have a beautiful daughter um emily that um is supposed um a a, don't like the word vulnerable i prefer the term uh, susceptible more susceptible to covid um so would you like to explain because there might be a few people that just don't have a clue about well first of all who you are and if they don't shame on them um but you know about your kind of circumstance, your shielding um, situation
2: as it stands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Emily, Emily is 14. She's a powerful wheelchair. user. Mm-hmm. She has scoliosis, spina bifida, hydrocephalus, chiaro malformation, and PSD, autism. I have accused her of being incredibly guilty, uh, greedy in a disability. World. But <laughs> she also has asthma, and she has a BiPAP oxygen machine at night which she sleeps with. So, yeah, she has been classed as vulnerable. Oh. Don't know the word either, because that just that's just... And Dennis is stereotyped for all of us, but she is at risk of COVID. So, yeah, we have been in lockdown now since, I think, mid-March. And Amy, my wife, is also asthmatic, and she received a letter as well. So, yeah, it's been the three of us locked in essentially for that long. And being a carer has really exposed the frailties and the destruction of the social care system because all the support you're external support you rely on, like social services, physio, OT and stuff, and that has been literally been cut off. So we've just been all left to our own devices by COVID. And it's just been a national tragedy that so many people have died because the country was just so slow to
1: act. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I know that you are a full-time carer. You, you and your wife, uh, Amy, are a full-time carer of Emily. And I, you know, I, I live on my own, but I do have a PA. Um, And I'm, you know, nowhere near how abandoned you guys must have felt. But even from my point of view, and one of the reasons why I decided to move back up to Lancashire to be with my mum was purely the fact that there was absolutely no um, guidance, no information, no, no kind of checking, checking in, hey there, you know, um, we realise that this is a proper shitstorm and, uh, you know, you're probably going to need some help. I mean, I remember as the weekend that I was going to be going home, I got a letter through the door from my local authority because I, I received direct payment. That's uh, that's the funding that I get to, um, you know, pay for my, my PM, yeah. my assistant. And they literally, they literally sent out like a four-page document with little stick figures of people wearing masks and things. And I, th- I think that was probably about a month after... Um, kind of lockdown, and I was just like, um, so this is all you're going to be giving me. Where do I even get the PPE? Do, is it is it my responsibility to buy the PPE? Is it the local authorities? And also, you know, on the flip side, my, my PA, she's a single mother and she's got three children. So all of a sudden she had all these, you know, kind of parent duties, you know, to consider, which is, you know, understandable. But She also worked for other vulnerable um people who uh who have alzheimer's and they had external carers coming in so it was just this whole melting pot of um you know so many people thinking well what do we do i don't want her to lose her job i want to keep her because she's amazing is the council going to continue to pay for her Um, Her services even if I'm not using it I mean to be fair they did actually say if you want to reduce your care then we will still continue you know to pay pay for you which was the only kind of um, thumbs up moment I had from my local authority but yeah it was it you know I don't use the word shitstorm lightly but it really was a shitstorm and it was terrifying because I genuinely thought if they don't pay for her she will have to get a different job and she is my lifeline. She is my independence. And believe me, I've had quite a few PAs in the past and no disrespect to them, but I've had people try and steal from me. I've yeah. had people not turn up. Uh, you know, so so Louise, uh, don't just call up my PA. Louise is like a, a godsend, you know, and I'm very fortunate that I had somewhere to go. Um, because I would have had to maybe limit her to, to one one day week. I mean, she um she wore a mask. We both wore masks. Uh, my mum's a nurse, so my mum got us some masks anyway. But we wore masks before it was even you know a whisper in the air that masks yeah. were a thing. And yeah. people people actually abused her in the street um, and said, oh you know like you're you're you taking this a bit seriously. You're you know you're overreacting. And I think that I mean that was before anything. I think and that that narrative continued throughout. Yeah. Uh, you know, shielding. I mean, Dan, you're shielding as
0: well. Yeah. For different reasons. I, I, you don't have a PA. No, I, I don't have a PA. Um, I shielded for quite a bit. I'm not shielding as much now because I'm not on the what I call the the super the super shielding list. Um yeah. I'm kind of in the be extra careful, you know, don't eat yellow snow kind of list. Yeah. Um. um so yeah, I'm a bit. You know, I'm a bit more relaxed and fortunately now can bubble with my other half and see a few more people. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'll wear a mask. If not for me, I wear a mask for other people because, you know, I've got enough friends like yourself and like Emily and all that, that wearing a mask protects them, then I'm going to do it. And if it cuts the spread down generally, and the fact is, you know, I've got some pretty cool masks. But yeah. I've got oh, yeah. ah. sexy County Oh, it? Mercom- I think
1: go.
2: oh well, that's great. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. But, but, but I think generally that the whole, the country was woefully underprepared for this. And yes. the tragedy is that in 2016, the government actually ran a pandemic simulation called mm. Operation Sickness. They did. And the findings of that were that the country wasn't prepared for it. And of course, there was no action taken. No. So years of austerity, years of social care ravaging, years of NHS underfunding have just brought all this to the core. But we have, as carers and this community, literally been abandoned. It's been a case of here's a food box, here's your letter, don't rock the boat, go away. If you get stuck, ask a neighbour or someone else to do palliative and intimate care, well, I'm not going to ask a neighbour to do intimate care, to do catheters and suppositories like that. That's 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 never going to happen. And a child with autism is, autism, is never going to allow that to happen. So we have been trying as a care community to, to, to just make our voices loud and be shouting and shouting and shouting to the system how terrible they've got this wrong. But no one, unfortunately, seems to be listening. I'll put this question to Helen Watley on BBC Breakfast, the care minister. Actually, just did the usual spin doctor completely talked over and around it and voided the answer. I've been chasing yeah. up Justin, chasing up Justin Thompson. Where's the Minister for Disabled People been throughout this whole pandemic? Not one daily briefing. When I mean, you consider the community, what, 16 million? The disabled well, community? That's a huge portion of this country. And when they announced that shielding was over, where was he on that day yeah. as our representative to answer those questions and calm everyone's fears? It wasn't there. So we can see. Uh, A slither of ableism running through this administration, and also a very cold heart running through it, and and that's why we're so cross because we've just been literally left swamped with information, and like I said, for an autistic child like Emily, when you're told do this or no, don't do that, we're going to be doing this, actually, no, we're not. Her, it's just she's just overloaded, and now it's got to the point where she's even too scared to go out. So, it's, it's the whole thing has been handled colossally, appallingly.
1: I, I, you know what i mean i i all i can honestly say is as a campaigner you always think that you are making a difference you'd like to think that even even if you're not making big changes you're making little changes and you're helping the community that you feel so passionate about and proud to be part of And you know and even you know making changes in how non-disabled people you know kind of uh, uh, uh I wouldn't say interact, but you know, treat us and respect us. And I, and I honestly just feel like since this pandemic, and from from exactly what you've been saying, from people not wearing masks, from people, you know, just thinking it's over and having parties or having raves or just doing what the damn they well please. I have never felt so insignificant, so worthless, so you know. I just think if, if we, if the apocalypse came, we'd all be screwed. You know, yeah. because we would be trampled over even right from the beginning, when we were looking at you know uh, all the bare shelves and in the, in the stores and shops, it's it's really it's really brought out the worst in humanity. And I don't say that because uh, you know to dismiss those that have really banded together. Because there are definitely wonderful people out there, and I do appreciate the media has a tendency to only focus on the negative. So what we kind of see all the time. It, you know isn't necessarily um you know uh, everyone's uh, experience it, yeah everyone's yeah. experience, fair enough but it's absolutely terrified me so before i came home i went to i went i went to, I went to the I went to a shop for the first time to aldi so i thought i'm gonna get some food so that i don't need anyone coming into my home to deliver food or me not being able to pick it up um, and my mum said, "Oh, we'll go to we'll go to this one Aldi where there's hardly any people and they've got big aisles." Um, so me and mum were wearing masks. I went in there. Not one person was wearing masks. Not one person was, you know, social distancing. I even had people lean over me. Even though I had a mask on, I had people lean over me. And my mum said, "How? You know, what? What do you, you want to get in here?" And my mind, because of the fear and the pure anger, my mind just went blank. And I went, "I don't even know what I want in here." Just Let me leave. Yeah, you know, let me leave. And it, I just, I don't know. I just feel, I feel that anger, and and I don't normally get angry because I'm normally very empathic, and I normally try to see it from everyone's point of view. But when I hear stories like your own, Dan, and uh, you know, I mean, I maybe I'm biased. I'm a good friend of yours, and you know, you mean the world to me. But it, it just, it, it saddens me, and it worries me because. You know, we both talk about mental health um, openly, and it worries me that there's many parents out there. Like, you, you know, I'm not saying you're lucky because you, there's two of you. Right. Uh, but there's, you know, a lot of parents out there that are maybe single parents. Yeah. And if I can't even cope with my cat crying right now because I'm stuck indoors, you know, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what support. What support have you been offered, if any? Or do you know of any support with regards to... You know, respite, or um, you know, kind of someone to talk to. Is there anything out there that you found?
2: Absolutely nothing. No, there's absolutely nothing. It's, it's always been the case in our in the disabled and the care community. Is that if you want something, you have to go and find it because it's never offered to you. That there's no information readily available. You always have to go and be the detective, as well as being the campaigner, as well as being the carer, as well as being the lawyer and the physio and the mental health expert in a house. But no, that, that there's literally been nothing, and, and that's been the real issue. We, we sadly still live in a society that values production and profit over people. Yeah. So, of course, the government are going to be pushing to reopen it, everything and say, if it's fine, if it's jolly and dandy. And you're right, people have lost that touch of empathy. People have just started to run around reading the subliminal messages because everything's open, everything's fine, but it's not. And the fact that people are leaning over you, that's invading your personal space. You, you literally wouldn't lean over someone else because that's just, that, that is your personal substance. It's also a, a rather horrible thing to do. But you're right about social distancing. The only few times I've been out to get medication was medication wasn't delivered. People cannot seem to follow arrows on the floor. People cannot seem to work out social distancing. It's People cannot seem. People cannot put their hands over their mouths when they cough. And I really, really fear for society because there's one thing I've learned about this community, the disabled community and the carers' community is that we have so much empathy. We are prepared to do anything to help anyone. And we have so open minds because of the experiences that we've all had. But no one else has. Everyone just lives a sheltered, we need to do this, profit, 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 need to go out to the pub, Way all this malarkey, and until it happens to them, until they, A, have a disability, which everyone will have at some point in their lives, or B, become a carer, and there are over 600,000 people becoming carers every week, or even get COVID, then nothing's going to change. And you wouldn't wish that on anybody, but there are some times that I have literally wished that on people because I've just been so cross with the British population. Yeah. Absolutely fuming and seething, especially seeing Emily... Who's too terrified to go out and now she's got this scoliosis operation coming up where she's aware that the doctors and the nurses will be masked and she'll be in intensive care on her own afterwards and that's heartbreaking all because we weren't prepared and all because people unfortunately are idiots yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no
1: I, I completely i completely agree with you i mean a mm-hmm. friend said to me the other day we were talking about masks and a friend said to me that day, oh i need to be told what to do and I just thought, so, you know, you're happy to wear a seatbelt, you know, because you know, you know, like, you know, even though it is law, but you know that that would protect you, it would protect other people. And we are saying that wearing a mask, which isn't going to, you know, infringe your your being, apart from if you've got any, you know, underlying medical conditions, of course, or if you, you know, rely on, you know, lip reading, That then, you know, that's a different element but for yeah. the, 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 the you know the population that don't fall into that it's not going to do you any harm but what we're saying is it means that I can go back to work and it's this whole thing of because, because we were labelled as vulnerable you think of frail frail, weak elderly people or disabled people that aren't capable of doing anything, don't go to work, don't socialise and I think that as soon as we got labelled vulnerable that is where we went wrong you know, yeah, and we
2: also came came went to, to the bottom. To of the list. Yeah, that's what I mean. We also went to the bottom of the list. It's just that tagline, vulnerable. It's just, it's, it's, and the fact that because so, some disabled people don't work. Well, not everyone has to work. Not everyone should have to work. Right. Life is not based around work. My, my ethics and your ethics, and probably Dan's ethics, our life is around empathy and sympathy and being other people and making a difference in someone's life. We've got to get out of this mantra that it's all got to earn a million pounds you've got to make money you've got to produce produce because that's that's just the that's just the, the message i'm getting mm. from the system at the minute and it's interesting what you said about the elderly as well i mean fair enough the elderly have been mentioned a lot in the press when they talk about care but not once in all the care measures are they talking about parent carers yeah. or things like that and, and, and you think stuff? are we that invisible to society are we are we really just worth our 67 pound a week carers allowance don't is that what we're as all our children are worth because we're not out there producing and being productive? But, but it's, not,
1: it's not just yeah. about that. The government has always relied on carers. I know when my my father passed away and my mum became you know a widow and and, and was my full time carer and she didn't receive any respite. You know, like like even even when she applied for income support, it was only three pounds something a week. You know, it was like because because she got my father's pension, which was about £47 a week. It was ridiculous. And I, you know, and I just thought because I would have needed, if I would have been put into care, I would have needed 24-hour care as a child. And I just thought the government relies on on parents takes the piss out of parents, abuses the fact that they will do anything to protect their child and they will bend over backwards and they will yeah. get into debt and they will, they will let their own, um, you know, uh, mental health suffer because, you know, uh, they they wouldn't just abandon their child. And I think the government knows that and they abuse that that system, yet they now treat you, as they have in COVID, with so little disregard.
2: No, they do. It's, it's terrible. when you think that carers... Across the country, parent carers and even young carers, because young carers never get mentioned, and I'm always trying to raise the voice of young carers. We, we we say we save the government enough money to fund a second NHS every year. If we were all suddenly, we wouldn't do it. But if we all suddenly decide no, we're not caring anymore, we're going to take all our children and elderly people to the door of the hospital and we'll leave them there. Health system, bang, in a minute, gone, implode, destruct. But they know you're right. They know we can't do that. So they've got us. They've got us on the eternal carrot dangling on a piece of string in front of us, and, and that's no way to run society. And like no. you said, if you had to sadly go into care, that would have your twenty-four-hour care would have cost a fortune. So why not just give your mum at that time a better amount of money, so she wouldn't have had to do that? It's 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 this whole. It's, it, it just defeats the object. I, I just get so confused at the time. I read a lot of politics. Study a lot of politics, like, and, and we both talked to a lot of politicians. P and you, I know that. And you just come away thinking they really are living in a different planet. They mm. really are living in a different cocoon of the world where they've got these archaic traditions that should have been dumped years ago, and they just haven't got a clue. Like, like when I went to that Brexit thing for disabled people, and that MP turned around and said, "It's so lovely to see so many handicapped people here today." Oh, oh,
1: I said, yeah, I know. oh.
2: Exactly. Um, yeah. And what Dan's doing now is what everyone in the room did. Did anyone challenge him? Did
1: anyone say anything to him? No,
2: because oh. we were so underprepared for it. And then, and then he said, "Well, I've got to go now. I've got an important meeting to talk about said, nuisance phone calls." And he left, and we're all like, 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 Zoom had frozen.
1: Oh my god!
2: That's where that's where the disabled community is. That's where yeah. the care community is, in the eyes of the system. Mm. Yeah. And we, Prime Minister and a disability minister who just tow the government line. We need people in power with experience. We need a care minister who's been a carer. We need a minister for disabled people who has got a disability, be it visible or hidden, because otherwise you, you, you're just not going to be able to interact or support that community. And we need people within the government who are going to ask questions, not keep towing the line, not keep fawning, because it's, otherwise you might as well have... You might as well have a, a, a small pool of brown liquid as a minister for trade. Because people are just in jobs where they don't have any experience. And it, the trickle-down effect to communities like carers, like the disabled communities, felt. It's just this complete lack of empathy, complete lack of sympathy, complete lack of support. So I could go on. I'm just like... oh, mm. just yeah,
0: No, yeah, no, I'm but that, that's what it's like for all of us. And, I mean, the joys of Life Downloaded Live, as well as it being on our podcast, is right now we have lovely people watching and joining in the conversation. Well, hello, Great.
1: people. So,
0: hello, people. So, at the lovely Adam Pearson, celebrity Who? mastermind champion, Adam Who? Pearson. Who?
1: Never heard of him. Adam. Never heard of him. Adam. <laughs> Who's Adam <Alan> Pearson? <laughs> don't know, don't know, don't know him. <laughs>
0: but Adam says, we're not handicapped, we don't play golf.
1: Um, <laughs> How do you know?
0: Well, you <laughs> might play golf, it's true. I'm um, going to
1: miniature you, golf
0: miniature golf do you know i learned that miniature golf was invented because they didn't think ladies could play full size golf oh wow that that was originally the reason mini golf was invented so ladies could play a ladies version Uh, yeah was it invented by a lady called mini golf i don't know Uh, that would be cool though yeah it would yeah yeah um then Amy, who's one of our regulars, has said masks are mandatory in Scotland where she lives, but people aren't following the rules. They're just saying, oh, they forgot their masks and they're getting away with it. Um,
1: Wow. That's sad, Amy. mm.
2: (sighs) No, the the whole country is, I mean, the largest death toll in in Europe without doubt. Woefully underprepared. And they're so obsessed with getting this economy up and running because of what Brexit is Going yep. to do to the economy. Exactly. They're, so, they're so desperate not to be seen at full, But the fact that the other day he, he was ordering people to go back to work in, in a in a in a country that you don't order people in a communist state, maybe in North Korea. Yeah, but in this country, you can't order people back to work. But they're so obsessed with the
1: economy, the
2: economy, all the time. If an asteroid was to hit the planet, the first thing I would think of was the yeah. economy. And fair enough to think of that, but there's a fine line, and it's really exposed, in my opinion, how brittle capitalism is. And it takes us something like this, and it will crack it completely. Mm. And it's exposed, like I said, the the open wound of the social care system It's exposed all the years of austerity. It's exposed all the cuts to the NHS, which have meant so many care workers in the NHS have died to save patients, and and that, that can't happen. And now they're having to pay for their car parking again. Do you yeah, know where, uh, where are we at in a moral sense in the UK? Uh, where, where where are we at? We're
1: not. we not. We're greedy. Really, and I think, you know, there, there has been a few conversations I've had, mostly on Twitter, because, you know, everyone comes out on Twitter. Um, you know, they, uh, this whole economy versus people's lives. And I found it really difficult when people blatantly said, well, if you're just collateral damage, then who gives a flying rat's ass?" And I don't know how to, I don't actually know how to approach people when they say that. Like, I kind of want to get a sledgehammer and, you know, do their (laughs) knees in. Like, I really do. Like, you know, have you ever seen the film Misery? That springs to mind. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Um, Yeah, see, see, the thing is. You know, just because I'm like, you've just got absolute zero sympathy, you know, you money-grabbing it um but it's difficult to i think even got relatives that feel that way you know uh which has been quite challenging in, in many respects but i think that's that at the moment i feel like i can't even justify my life my life because there's going to be people that will just say that i'm not worth living or your daughter's not worth living you know, yeah,
2: know. But this brings us back, 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 back to the archetypal stereotype of disabled people, which is still perpetuated by, by, by the media and by the papers and, 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 and by the system. I mean, we're, we're, if we had total full inclusion on every level, if disabled people were everywhere, just to be able to explain their lives to everyone, you'd find this, this wouldn't happen. Because we're still fighting for this. Mm. What what years and years and years later? That's why stereotypes like that still happen. Or oh, we don't see no worth in you. Yeah, that's the point you don't see because no one's showing you. Mm. If you were to spend a day with us, if they were to watch Sam and your brilliant career, they like, you know they'd just change. Oh gosh, she's amazing, isn't she? Yeah. But they don't see it. We still don't have media inclusion, we still don't have press inclusion. It's all our inspirational children.
0: uh, i'm glad you have the same reaction to that as me dan i really i really do but you know this is this is the thing like we're talking about you know if you're working you're not earning money this is what i always struggle with when it comes to economics and of a certain brand and people can have their debate on what works and what doesn't that's fine but for me if you invest in people people will make money Yes, if you invest in things things generate money yes so this is why I really struggle with governments and political establishments that go we need to take funding out well no because if you put funding in yes in the long run in the short term it costs money in the long term you will reap the benefits
2: no you're right but unfortunately we don't live in a government that that does that magical thing which is speculate to accumulate and you're absolutely right, Dan. You're spot on with what you said. That's it. Put the money in because you will reap the benefits. But because they're only planning five years ahead for however long they think their term is, they think, oh, we'll do this now. Oh, it hasn't worked. OK. Or we'll give another 30 million to a ferry company that doesn't exist. Or, or we'll, do, we'll do all this nonsense. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Speculate to accumulate. But because they're seeing work as a product, productive thing, like they... they it brings you back again. What I was talking to Amy yesterday about the arts. I mean, you think how much money the arts put into this country, but because it's not seen as a physical thing that the government want to make, like if people should be in factories not and tangible. stuff. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not a tangible thing. That they just brush it off and they cut art and drama from schools and stuff like that. But you think what the arts bring in, the creativity does for this country. That it sells and it works and it makes money. It but is. they just, but they can't see it because they're very static grey dusty hold Etonians in their suits you think that everyone should be behind a desk because I think that's what they're training our children to do sit me on a desk or work in a factory so, so no one can reach their full potential everyone has to just the, do this, do this. the and other
0: thing the other thing is Dan if I'm being controversial here this, this comes you, with a caveat you are
1: with your headband
0: I know right Channeling my my international South American footballer, um, if I was being controversial, I would argue that at a time where a country may be struggling for for bad political decisions, and this is my own personal opinion, and it is slightly conspir- conspiratorial, I acknowledge, but if you shut down the arts, then nobody complains. Um, because the arts is a way of reaching people that doesn't reach people in any other way. You watch, you watch comedy, you watch drama, and comedy and drama will always question the political establishment as to whether it's right or wrong.
2: No, exactly. No, you, exactly. So, but the thing—that's a thing with drama, isn't it? Drama is the best expressive relief for children with their mental health if they can do drama, mm-hmm. expressing themselves and it through art. Through drama, through music, through poetry, through acting, through comedy—it's expressive. It helps. It's not just an economic thing; it's, it's a mental health thing, the physical thing. But, but they just don't see it, and that's why we need a total overhaul of our governmental system. It just—the whole thing needs just wiping away and starting again. It you know really what they do- haven't
1: thought about as well. They've eh? disregarded once again the power of the purple pounds. Indeed. Yep. You know? So you. How much, Sam? The power of the purple pound, so that's the combined spending power of the disability community which is about £249 billion. And you know, I know I keep harping on about the masks and that is because I'm potentially doing a morning TV show talking about masks. Um, But you know, if I want to go out to a shop, I'm not going to be going out if people aren't wearing the masks. And then I'm not going to be spending my money. And I've got money to spend as do many disabled people, you know? Yeah. So it's it's about, um, if you're going to open the economy, maybe think about those who could bring in more revenue. Yes,
2: exactly. Mate, why don't you just, nap, nap, uh, uh, that was the opportunity they had. When they shut everything, when they shut the shops and stuff, and they gradually start to reopen um, restaurants and cafes and stuff, that was a golden opportunity they had to suddenly think, OK, we need to, put, we need to make it more accessible, we need to put ramps in, we need to widen walkways and stuff like that we need to get this purple pound in because no one talks about it it's only you who talks about it constantly and you're absolutely correct to talk about it 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 just it just doesn't happen so of course that money that could be fed back in well that lovely dough if you're listening boris yeah then that could happen but going off on a tangent because you know i'm such a sci-fi geek and nerd I was reading a book yesterday about a supposed trip to an alien planet that all these astronauts went on years ago, and I went to this planet called Serpo. And in this diary, the entry, the chat book, there are no ladders or steps on this planet. They put ramps everywhere. And I tweeted, "That's what you call progression. Let's all just go to Serpo. Let's all go to another planet where they let's get it like
1: that." It's a shit hole anyway. Let's go. Yeah.
0: But yeah, no, that, I mean, you know, at Serpo, they've obviously listened to what the social model is. Um, yeah. Adam's asking whether Farage's garage will be accessible. We'll find out, I'm sure. Um, oh,
2: oh, oh, yeah. Oh. Let's, let's oh. not send 350 million to the EU. Let's spend it on a car park in Ashford instead. But it'd be a well-beating car park.
0: It will. Well,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel. I feel we're getting slightly cynical and sarcastic this no, week London, God. and I am quite enjoying it. This
1: is, this is definitely when I go into my drawer, dig out my German passport, and go ha, 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 a little yeah. bit. I'm sure people will then go piss off back to Germany, but I've got dual nationality, and I like to, uh, you know, favour the, the passport that has been more humane and respected uh, its 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 uh, inhabitants. Uh, much more in the past few mm. months than we have over here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I might just go up, go back to Germany because, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm really not happy with what's going on. you, lovely people. And it's all right. We
0: can do. We can do life downloaded remotely. We've done it for the last three months.
1: Yeah, we have, and I quite liked it. Although I am missing feeding you, Dan. I know.
0: I, I, I miss stuff. being fed by you, and that was something I didn't think I'd say this morning.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I, I just run
2: my, run my fingers through Dan's hair. I just, get, I want to sit behind him, and get my head massage like that. Man. I don't know why.
0: I think you'll have to fight my girlfriend for that one,
2: Dan. But <laughs> what we can do. We can part it in the middle and do one side each. <laughs>
0: one side
1: each. It just got creepy. <laughs> yeah. Are
0: you not going to feed? Are you, you not going to feed me grapes at the same time, Sam?
1: Oh, me or Dan? Well, either. Or.
0: <laughs> uh, we're children. We can't afford grapes. This is true. This is true. I apologise. Raisins.
1: You know the little yeah. mini packs of raisins. Yeah. I
0: actually, let's,
1: let's let's say something positive because I do feel like uh, it was a very well deserved, well you know needed rant. Indeed. And, uh, indeed. Venting, and I think we all need it. I think. Do you know what I've noticed during lockdown that I normally kind of tiptoe around subjects, just so I don't upset people. Uh, you know, I, I never necessarily 100% say what's on my mind, and it's been quite refreshing, um, particularly doing the Life Unloaded and just kind of uh, all the other different interviews I've been doing only with people from the disability community compared to no one else. But it's been nice just to be very, very honest and open and being like, you know what, I'm pissed off, I'm angry, I really don't like people, I just want a lot of cats and animals right now you know, that's where I want to be. And I think it's been nice that we all are safe enough to kind of be honest about it because it is difficult, you know, and you know, talking about the social model, it's difficult not because of our impairments, it's difficult because once again, attitudes, negative attitudes, our government has made us, you know, feel like insignificant little, what's um, mm. little ants, although ants are quite cool. So yeah.
0: ants are industrious and can it's lift all times their yeah. own body weight there you go well, let's, a fact. let's
1: do like a positive thing Look, i mean my positive thing is it's disability pride month it is Oh I've never, I've never, well, yeah i've never felt prouder of my identity i've really really connected with a lot of people from the community over the past well since shielding which has been like really lovely you know um i think sometimes when you're living your life you kind of just get swept away with just Living your life, and even though I would say that I am a campaigner, sometimes I'll go, I'll go days or weeks without checking in on the people that I'm supposed to be campaigning for. So it's really been a nice grounding experience for me and touching base and learning, learning a heck of a lot. I feel like I'm doing like a disability studies degree, you know, just because it's been so enlightening. So that's mm-hmm. been the positive, and I, I really, you know, couldn't have gone through lockdown without the support of everyone. So, what about you, uh, my
0: pod husband? Give us a positive. Well, positive. I can I can give you a few things. I promised Adam Pearson, who is still here, oh um, god, that I'd give him a bear fact. And apparently, one of the smallest bears in the world is known as the sun bear, which I think is a is a great what? name. The sun yeah, don't bear.
2: Be- Adam bears can't look up, Adam.
0: Apparently bears can't look up. So there you go. There's bear facts. Kay says this this podcast got interesting. Kay, if you listen regularly, they often get interesting. What,
1: got, got interesting? What do you mean got interesting? Well, when everybody, <laughs> started, to,
0: <laughs> when everybody started talking about stroking my hair, I think. Oh,
1: you know, uh, okay. I get it. No, okay, she I wasn't get it. expecting
0: right. our podcast to, to go down this route.
1: Well oh, I thought she was saying like, rubbish beforehand and then it got interesting. Oh, oh. no, no, no. You meant interesting, quirky. That's what she meant. Indeed.
0: All right, Cale, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let that one go. Um, Adam says he's got a feel-good story. Um, this is an 18-plus one, but in very oh, BBC God. language. He said he got he got laid yesterday for free. Um, so that's always good. Well done, Adam. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, he, prom- he promised he wouldn't say anything. <laughs> well... Oh. Um, I thought me. you were shielded, Dad. This is all getting very complex.
2: No, like shielding means protection.
0: Ah.
1: Oh, stop it. It's
0: okay. All, all getting... Sorry.
1: Again. I say stop it and then I grab my boots. <laughs>
0: stop it! Um. But yeah, no. I think, you know, it's... In positivity for lockdown for me, Um. it's enabled me to... You know, I'm a bit of a gamer on a really shallow note. It's enabled me to play games that I need to catch up on. Um <laughs> I know, right? Um but at the same time, you know, it's also enabled me to, to focus and hopefully look at where I'm gonna go and work on other projects that I haven't had the time to to do. So I'm working on writing projects with a friend of mine and stuff like that. So hopefully Fingers crossed they'll get made. We're just waiting to hear from the powers that be. Um, So, you know, hopefully. Um, I can't say much more than that.
2: Um, Fingers crossed, Dan. Indeed. That's great. That's great.
0: Well done. Um, I still need to read, let's talk about positivity. I still need to read Department of Ability, Dan. I haven't managed to get hold of a copy yet. We need to sort that. I'll I'll
2: send you one, don't worry.
0: Oh, thank you. Dan, for those of you that don't know, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, wrote his own comic book called Department of Ability, and I am a massive comic book fan, hence why you've got various superhero-based Lego on the shelf behind me. Um, And, of course, um, superhero-based artwork behind my head. And it's all disabled characters, and it's amazing. You should check it out. I will give it a shameless plug. I just need to read it. Because I've seen all the artwork and it looks awesome, and I'm sure the story is just as amazing. Um, what games have I been playing, Frankie? Uh, Civilization. Um, oh, so many. Batman, Arkham games. Yeah, so many. It's not about me talking about games, this podcast, but yes. So Emily's
2: Emily played nothing but Fortnite. Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. And that's been a saving grace for her mental health, is that she's been able to play online with her friends. Mm. And that's to go, and so people who say oh video games and stuff like that, that's a lot of nonsense no i can actually categorically say dan you're absolutely right because like it has been a saving grace for emmy mental health over this lockdown it's just been keeping her keeping her sane and if that means no school work and no stress and gaming then i'm quite happy for that as long as she's mentally okay so no gaming dan you're absolutely spot on i, spot think, on with
0: that. I think you know if anything Gamers were probably more prepared for lockdown than a lot of people realize, simply because we're used to being in a room on our own and talking to our mates at distance. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) um, so I I think gamers were quietly prepared. Um, (laughs) oh, sorry,
1: breaking news from the BBC.
0: Oh, see, this tells you we're live.
1: Yeah, UK's mobile providers must remove 5G kits by Chinese. Hawaii, Hawa, 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 um, Hawa. network by
2: 2027. Yeah, that's because Donald Trump told to do it. That's because we need our trade deal. We need that bleached chicken on the shelves. That's what it is. We can't Oh, yeah. Think we think have to eat. We need
1: to go
2: mm, I can't wait for that, can you? All that lovely treated food and those low food standards. Oh, I can't Dan, wait.
0: the lovely Aaron has a question for you. He Hi says... Dan. Do, do you worry about bringing, Do you worry about going out in case you bring COVID home? Because he's a carer as well, and that's one of the things he's worried about.
2: Absolutely, I do, every time I go out. Because, like I said, a, a, a good portion of people, unfortunately, are just very, very silly. So uh, what I literally have to do when I do go out, as I come home, I run to the shower, have a shower, put the clothes straight in the wash, and just change completely. Like that, it's, 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 it, it sounds ridiculous. But because we get medication delivery, that's literally what I have to do. We're fortunate as they're still delivering to us. But then they're stopping all the deliveries. I mean, this whole thing, again, if everyone thinks it's over for people like us, well, Emily's not going to suddenly be immune to COVID. I mean, you're not suddenly going to be immune to COVID. Loads of beautiful children across the country are not suddenly, or adults are not going to be immune to COVID. But the government seem to think it is because the tabloids are giving out such mixed messaging. And I have a real problem with tabloid papers, as you know that, because they're just comment pieces for the government and they're not impartial. So, yeah, that, that's that's what I have to do, is literally just come in, strip off. Oi, Sam, calm down.
1: Hey, hey,
2: hey, yeah. All right, get in the shower and then wash machine and then, yeah, and that's it. And that's, the, that's it. It's like, I need one of those all-in-one suits with a mask on. That's what I need.
0: The hazmat suits. Thank you. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: we can make that happen we can, we can yeah. source one what do you reckon we'll do a shout out yeah we'll, we'll try and source down a hazmat suit and we'll, well get, rock.
2: We'll get I, need, I, need a I need a hazmat and because unfortunately my uh, part-time job at the charity I've been made redundant due to Covid I, I need to get back to work in a charity sector somewhere as, as, as a writer or a broadcaster so otherwise I'm just doing my campaign and work unfortunately as you know doesn't bring you very many pennies no, so yeah that, not. No, but on positives on lockdown, I would say community spirit between the disabled community and the care community has just bloomed, absolutely bloomed. I mean, that the, the dialogue and the conversations and relationships that have sprung up for people in similar circumstances is just incredible. And you see such beautiful souls out there just doing such beautiful things. So there are a lot of us out there doing the right stuff. Unfortunately, that message hasn't got around to the rest of them who just want to go down the pub and Have some beers and go down to the beach and stuff like that. Lord but, uh, yeah, bless them. Yeah. There are pods,
0: yes, very much so. Um, and,
1: yes, oh, have we got any questions?
0: Uh, I'm just having a look, scroll through.
1: That's not a pretty place,
0: not, not anything that I think we missed. Um, but yeah, I think oh, people are saying they do wish there was somebody called mini golf. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I have a child, K- if I have a child, I promise I'll call them Mini golf K- Okay. You heard it here first.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but what if you get married to someone called Cooper? oh that's
1: upsetting.
0: Mini Cooper. Mini
1: Coop. Yeah. See? <laughs> I, I do like it. No? Am I weird?
0: It, it does sound strangely like it would be a celebrity child's name, doesn't it? Mini yes. Cooper. Yeah. It sounds. Uh, hello. Sounds like something yeah. the Kardashians would do.
2: Yeah,
1: like, or not. I am a miniature Kardashian.
0: Well, this is true. You <laughs> you you do, you are an avid watcher of keeping up with, i hey, sure. hey,
1: you can't see it because I'm sat in a wheelchair, but I've definitely got a Kardashian derriere. i tell you that. <laughs> with all that brioche I've been eating, I love it. And you my do... bum, bum shuffling. I've started doing a lot more bum shuffling now.
0: Every day. Quite... I'm shuffling. I used to do <laughs> bum <laughs> shuffling. <laughs> That'd be good. When
1: I was like a. Like a even tinier than I am now I used to bum shuffle that was my main way of getting getting around for me, me. That's I just, what it, it's, yeah yeah I wasn't in I wasn't in my wheelchair at home I was on the floor hmm. uh, and then obviously high school happened and it was like oh I can't do that anymore I need to be in the chair all the time uh, but yeah I've started to, to to do a bit more bummer shuffling there we to go get my body moving a little bit more and burn that brioche
0: burn the brioche burn that brioche that's a a that's a that's a good three-word catchphrase isn't it that's our that's our new three-word catchphrase for life downloaded we could all be doing it now we
1: could all be clenching our buttocks as we do the podcast
2: i i I never clench my buttocks when someone from the government appears on television oh yeah
1: Yeah. that explains your
0: buns of steel i'm sure Dan. (laughs) But on that note, everybody, we've been chatting for probably a good 45 minutes. What? The really? And I know.
1: Thank you, Dan. And, and, and in true true podcast form, I'm bursting for a week. That's normally the indicator for us to go, ta-ra, yeah.
0: bye-bye. Generally, Thank this, so this podcast slash live stream is ruled by Sam's bladder. Bladder. You get as that- much content as Sam's bladder can master
2: much content as the content of a bladder. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I've got to go and pick up some pallets, because I am making an accessible garden bench for Emily. That's what I'm doing later, yeah.
0: See, DIY show on the BBC should be all yours then.
2: And they promised to leave them outside. They've cleansed them so I can just go and pick them up without seeing anyone and put them in the boot of the car. So
1: Yeah,
2: that's what you call. But yeah, what I think we need to pick out of all this is the fact the care community and disabled community need to have total full inclusion and total and full support. No arguments.
0: Yep. Indeed. Yeah. We will always, we will always champion that here at Life Downloaded. Dan, well, thanks for having us
2: on. Appreciate it. No, no worries.
0: No worries. I'm sure, no doubt, we will have you on again at some point.
2: Yeah, different shirt next time. Why not? Oh, I
1: hope so. Change it up. Yep. I, can see, I can see the steam rising from it. It's not good. not
0: good. Not good. <laughs> no, that... that Wow.
1: <coughs> oh, and, and on that note, hurrah everyone. Love you all. Take care. Take from-
0: care. Keep safe. Keep an eye on all our social media accounts. Follow Dan on social media. It's at Dan White 1972 on Twitter. We will see you all again soon. Stay safe. Stay
1: healthy. See you all later. Bye. Bye.